If you would like to turn with me in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 2, and then when you get to chapter 2, go back to 1. I'll just try and get you close, you know what I'm saying. And then we're going to look at Luke chapter 15 here in just a minute. It's so easy. It's so easy in, 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 this, in the, the culture as it, as it is and, and it, as it's flowing. It's so easy to, to, to lose sight of, of what this whole thing is all about. We're reminded when we read the Christmas story, when we talk about Christmas, we're reminded that Jesus came into this world to save sinners. God came and dwelled among us. Chapter 1 verse 18 says, This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Can you imagine if there was a Facebook back then? Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace. He had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. And all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet, in that prophet Isaiah, the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. It's amazing that we have this, this scripture. And I, I hope we never get to the place where we get numb to what I just read. That we, that we hear it so often that we just kind of, okay, I know, I know that one, and we grow numb in our in our heart and in our ears. Because the most amazing thing happened. And that was the fact that a world that was given to sin and rocked in sin. And a God who had compassion on that world. Sent his son into this world. To save sinners. If we ever forget that. We forgot the most important aspect to all of this. See, I think Jesus came into a world that had, a, had an established religious system. Jesus came into a world where, of course, you know, God had given the people the law. We know the Ten Commandments and those, that moral code where God says, this, you want to know my heart, this is what my heart is like. And then... There were some other laws, but then 
the religious system began to add on more laws that were not laws from God and add on traditions that were not traditions that God was a part of. And by the time they were through with it, it was literally impossible for common man to even be a part of this this religious institution. Of course, it was never meant to make someone right or righteous. It was always meant, and the law was always meant to expose the fact that we had an inability to ever be righteous on our own. And so Jesus comes into this world, and when he comes, he comes into a place where a religious system has been established, a religious system that had expected a Messiah, a religious system that knew there was a Messiah coming, but a religious system that couldn't even see God. It was so religious that it became blind to the Savior, blind to the Messiah, and blind to what He wanted. Their idea was, well, you know... We've got to make sure that everybody is is toeing the line. We've got to make sure everybody is is doing everything, keeping every jot and tittle, every part of the law. We've got to make sure nobody steps out of line. And so they begin to, in a way, protect God. Built an institution that kept the riffraff, the misfits away while those who were religious found themselves in pride, boasting of their position before God. And Jesus came into the world to let the world know that's not what I'm after. I'm not here for your religious institution. I'm here for people. I didn't come to into this world because you just needed a better form of religion. I didn't come into this world because you just needed to sharpen up your religious institutions. I came into this world because people are lost without God. I came into this world because we're sinners. And so Jesus comes. And, and what I want us just briefly this morning, I just want us to remember and remind ourselves why we even sit in this room because there are times that we can forget there are times that we forget why we are in this room we can get so caught up in all of the stuff but we're here for one reason and that is because jesus said that you are valuable you are valuable Not only did Jesus teach the value of human beings, but he showed the value of every human being when he went to the cross. And he died for us. And I know this is not Easter. I know this is Christmas. But Jesus had to come into this world before he got to the cross, didn't he? And when he came into this world, he spent his time while he was here exposing the heart of God, saying, what I am about are the people. What I am about are those people who are in need of me. Those people who are, are of utmost value to me. There's a, 
this passage of Scripture in Luke chapter 15 where we see this collision between the heart of God and why He came and this religious system that had been established. Look at Luke 15. Now the tax collectors and sinners were gathering around to hear Jesus. But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law muttered, This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. The very religious system that turned away sinners were drawn to Jesus. The collision of this, of this religious system. Then Jesus told the parable, Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Doesn't, uh, doesn't he leave the ninety and nine in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and he goes home. Then he calls his friends and his neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me, I have found my lost sheep. I tell you that in the same way there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents, over one sinner who turns to Jesus and away from sin, who repents than over 99 righteous persons who do not need to repent. Jesus is plainly telling the people every person is important. Now they thought they were the righteous, and so Jesus played along with that. But Jesus also brought the, drove the message home, and that is, do you know what heaven rejoices about? Heaven doesn't rejoice about your system. Heaven doesn't rejoice, rejoice about how many people you have in your church. Heaven doesn't rejoice about how many of you attend so many uh, religious functions. Heaven rejoices over a sinner that repents and comes into the kingdom of God. That's what causes heaven to rejoice. And why? Because you're valuable. Utmost value. Every single person in this room of utmost value to the Lord. Now, some people may not be of utmost value to you, but they are to the Lord. And so I think we get to this place to where, and, and this is going to help some of you when you go, when you gather with your, you know, your, your work parties, and some of you are going to be there with people that you don't even like, and uh, some of you are going to go to family functions, and you're going to be there with some people that you don't even like. Um, some of them you love, some of them you endure, and some of them, you know. And I think our heart can change when we begin to realize that Jesus came into this world to save sinners. And we were once one. Is anybody with me? That person that I, that I want to look at and just think, uh, you know, coming, coming here today. I'm, I'm on 26. 
coming down the road. I'm, it's like there's nobody else on the road. And I don't know why this happens, this, but it happens to me out there. Nobody on the road. And there's a car coming. I'm doing 65. And there's a car comes, comes up. I'm, on, I'm, I'm not camping out in the left lane. Please stop that. But anyway, that's what causes wrecks on 26. We'd have 100 less wrecks a day, and I think there's about that many on between Kingsport and John City. But we would have less. Just don't camp out in the left lane. Get over in the right lane unless you're passing somebody. But anyway, I didn't, I didn't mean this to be a driving lesson, really. Um, but it is dangerous. So I am in the right lane. There's no other cars on the highway. And this car, this lady comes up and just runs right up my rear. I'm looking, and I'm sitting here thinking, do you not see this entire lane beside of me? All you have to do is go, just pass me, just going around me. And, of course, I'm sitting there and, Thinking, you know, stuff and <laughs> and and it's just like the Lord just said. That's what I'm talking about. She's valuable to me, and because she's valuable to me, I want her to be valuable to you. I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit can change our lives and other people's lives when we begin to see the value that Jesus has placed upon other people. And we can show them that value by being kind. We can show them that value by understanding that I've probably been distracted before and run up somebody else's honey in. Do you understand what I'm saying? You know what I'm <laughs> Back into the car. Um, but you understand what I'm saying. I've probably done it too. So a lot of the things that we get mad at other people about, we've done ourselves. And so if we just get to this place where everybody is of utmost value, and I've had some opportunities lately to, to really get to try that one out. Sometimes we don't know. People will say things, they'll say things to, to, that are hurtful to, toward you and you know you've done your best to help them and yet they still come out and say things and you're sitting there boiling. We don't know what they've been through to, bring them, to get them where they are. We don't know what they've been through to make them think the way they think. We don't know what they've been through to make them the way they are. Does this make sense? But the one thing we do know is that Jesus can change lives. Right? Jesus can change a life. And when we begin to look at other people as valuable, everybody as valuable, you say, bud, you mean the serial killer and the rapist and those, have no, those people have no value we don't see an earthly value, do we? But Jesus values them because he died for them. When we get to the place where we stop deciding who is valuable and who is not, we can change the world. 
Jesus came to say, let me show you guys what's really important. You think your religious institutions are what's important. You think memorizing a certain amount of scriptures, and, and some of them had to remember, I mean, they had to memorize entire books of the Bible. You think by remembering, you think by uh, on the Sabbath day, not going and taking so many steps, you think all of that is important to me? What's important to me are people. And I'm sending my son to down a cross because people are important. And there's some of you in this room right now, you, you don't feel value. You don't feel valued. But what I need you to know today is that you are valuable. You are so valuable beyond what you can even imagine. The Lord values you. And it doesn't matter who else does or does not. You may feel like everybody in the world is against you. You may feel like nobody values you. But here's what I want you to know. He values you. He values you. And just maybe when you start to see the value that he has placed upon you, you may start to see the value that some other people have put upon you that you've missed because of your mindset. Are you tracking? Let's go out there and let's just be Jesus to this world. He came to seek and to save sinners. He came to be God with us. And now, if you've been born again, he is God in us. And we can take God in us to a world without God and say, you're valuable. Doesn't matter what you've done. Doesn't matter where you've been. You are valuable and you are so valuable. You are so valuable that Jesus died for you. And if you will put your faith in him, he will wash your sin, cleanse you from all unrighteousness, cast your sin as far as the east is from the west, never to be remembered again. That's the value. So we're going to sing. And as we do, you may be here today and you, maybe you've never made a decision for Jesus. Maybe you've never decided, I, I, Lord Jesus, I want you in my life. I want you to be my Savior. You can come up here and pray. You can pray where you're at. I got saved in my old hippie van. And it was just this. I, I, I didn't even know what to pray then. It was just like, Lord, save me. That's all I knew. But you're a sinner. So he says, Lord, I'm a sinner in need of a Savior. You're a Savior who came to save sinners. And so I receive you now. Wash my sin away. Become my Savior. I am part of your family. And in that moment, you begin to understand the value that's been placed upon you. Would you stand with me, Father? 
Bless your people today. Show them, Lord, how much you love them. 